Hi, and welcome to the Uncredible Podcast. I'm Brad, joined as always by my co-host Jake. Oh, Brad, we we had an eventful day today, didn't we? We had an eventful day. It is Memorial Day weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Jake, I was pretty upset, pretty heartbroken. We're recording this on Sunday, and as you know, usually on Sundays, Memorial Day weekend, I am out at the racetrack. But due to everything going on, obviously the race was canceled, postponed, really. And uh, I got to say, you came to my rescue today, because otherwise I would have been wallowing in self-pity at home. But instead, you got together, you organized a great uh, day out, and uh, and I'm thankful for it. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you stepping up and helping keep my day filled today. So uh, why don't you tell everybody what we did? Well, first of all, uh, we're uh, we're doing this and we're still doing it at a distance, even though we were together all day. But that's true. <laughs> we're not really keeping a distance from each other. But uh, earlier this week, you came over and, and hung out on the on the back porch for one of our. Yep infamous uh porch sessions but i'm doing this call through zoom and i'm looking at what you're wearing and you're wearing your race attire i mean like i'm wearing my sun's out guns out tank top i'm ready to go man it's may it's may in indianapolis (laughs) and uh that can only mean one thing baby and that's the race well not not in 2020 apparently so (laughs) not in 2020 (laughs) but yeah i i fully embraced summer even though it's still springtime broke out the shorts broke out the boat shoes and and that's my attire until uh till fall okay so so the second thing that i'm looking at in this zoom call is you're finally out of the closet man you are you're just hanging out in your bed (laughs) i'm just hanging out lights are out uh wife is over here trying to sleep and i'm recording a podcast so she's uh, got a a beautiful towel on her head i mean it's uh (laughs) just got out of the shower yeah man you've you've really got the we've set the scene here for you you know we were out today uh since you decided not to tell everybody what we were doing i'll tell everyone i was i was getting to that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> out today hiking uh, we just got home i don't know probably an hour ago so uh just got the kids to bed knew we needed to get this podcast out recorded edited posted so yeah didn't feel like setting up in the closet today just uh, pulled the mic over to my bed and and here we are so uh we'll see how this goes this is i don't know change of scenery change of mindset we'll see if i can if i can uh, live up to the expectations today well, since we set that scene, I think we need to set the scene of what hiking with our families looks like because <laughs> it's probably not the typical type hikers. There's a lot of weird looks from people when they would pass us on the trail. Like, what are you guys doing out here? Yeah, I mean, we had the whole crew out. Uh, I had picked up a, a hiking backpack baby carrier last fall. I've been dying to use it, so I was excited to to get to break that out today but yeah man we were hiking a very rugged trail or rugged trail i I, i'm not really sure the grading uh but it was it was a pretty rough trail and we were doing it with uh you and i both had babies strapped to us uh we had our our kids um towing along in front and behind of us and uh it was it was an adventure for sure yeah, I, I guarantee someone in our group's going to end up with poison ivy, poison oak, something. But uh, 
yeah, there, I mean, there was potty breaks along the trail. There was, mm-hmm. um, th- there was stop Bra- and feed a bottle at one point. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and Brad decided to wear the shoes with the least amount of traction and it has rained for the past. I mean, <laughs> all of May it has rained. So this, this trail is like a muddy mess It's down a ravine. There's rocks and like slippery mud. I mean, it's, it, it's literally you're hiking down like a Creek bed and uh, Brad decides to wear these really slippery shoes. I mean, he he slipped and slid. Luckily, his baby was not injured. Hudson is is <laughs> yeah. doing fine, but man, I mean, I was there was a little bit of nerves involved just watching you slide down this creek bed. But uh, it was it was a good time. <laughs> the uh, the foam bottom Adidas running shoes were not a wise choice for mm-hmm. uh, for trail hiking. So. Lesson learned. Next time, I'll wear some some hiking boots or hiking shoes. Uh, yeah, really didn't uh, really didn't piece it together that uh, we we're going to be slipping and sliding around. Usually, uh, you know, my version of, of hiking uh, is a little less intense. Usually, we're on a gravel trail. It's really just more of a, a almost paved path through the woods. So, yeah, whenever we went went rugged i was i was woefully unprepared but <laughs> at the end of the day uh I, I had a great time man i'm glad we went out and did it it was a lot of fun yeah i think in a couple weeks we're uh we'll have to get some pictures of of that that adventure too but we're looking at maybe a little incredible uh tubing down the uh down sugar creek so i'm, I'm looking forward to that absolutely yeah it's gonna be a good time uh <laughs> Kind of my theme for the summer gonna try to be outside as much as possible this past winter was uh it was i don't know the weather wasn't awful but it was it was cold it was brutal and this year i'm tired of being in the house it seems like one of the only places that you can go that it's okay is a state park or you know some type of outdoor wide open space so this summer to avoid being at home and still be able to social distance. I'm planning on hitting up the park as much as possible. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's what made it, made it nice. You know, we, uh, here we are a food podcast. We're talking about hiking and we're not even getting to the, uh, to the menu. You know, we didn't just hike today. We, uh, we cooked out on one of those little grills that they provide for you. Brad brought the charcoal and, mm-hmm. uh, we uh I, I feel like we did i'm not gonna say it was our our best showing but uh i, I feel like for a sunday afternoon hike I, I feel like we did pretty good yeah i mean there's always so much you can do on one of those tiny little uh grills that are out at the the picnic table stations at a state park but yeah we we held our own man we had some some nice watermelon some cherries some applesauce you you brought some bison burgers which were great um, some hamburgers. We had some hot dogs, uh, some brownies for dessert. I mean, it was it was a good little Sunday evening dinner. I, I think the looking back, I think where we we went simple. You know, we went with the the oh, chips sure. as the side. No, and it's not even so much the the dogs and the hamburgers and the bison burgers. I feel like that was good, but I feel like we could have. T- one of us, one of the families could have done a better side dish to go along with what we did. But, um, I mean, we kind of just well, skimped out. You, know, you we really should have brought, you should have brought some potato salad, Jake. I mean, oh. that's really what you should have brought. Potato salad, man. That, I mean, when I'm thinking picnic, 
I'm thinking potato salad. That that's a perfect side dish. I told Sierra, see, you're doing this because you're trying to press buttons. I told Sierra to grab some potato salad when she went to Target this morning to get the supplies, and she's like, "Jake, no one eats potato salad." And I'm like, "I eat potato salad." And then I kind of found out that really, if she would have gotten it, she would have been right. It would have just been me eating potato salad. But uh, but I don't know what's wrong with everybody else. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean, she was right. So our kids are, I don't know, they're not the pickiest eaters, but they're not, they're pretty picky, at least my kids. And I think, I don't know, I might be wrong. Your kids might be uh, a little more, more adventurous and open than mine are, but you know, my kids are pretty picky eaters. They they stick to the basics. Um, so, yeah, they Kinsley probably would have eaten it. Preston, no. Obviously, Hudson can't. So, uh, it would have been you and Kinsley probably chowing down on the potato salad. What's your favorite cold salad? Mm, chicken salad. Chicken salad. Chicken salad is a good one. I do like chicken salad. I like, <laughs> all, I like all the salad. No, no. Like there's egg salad, chicken salad. I don't. The one I don't like is ham salad. You know, like that. Yeah, I I'm not. That. I'm not a big on that. Um, yeah, potato salad, egg salad, whatever. Macaroni salad's good. I like all sure. those cold salads. Yeah. <clears throat> Growing up though, I didn't. Growing up, I didn't like any of them. But now, as an uh, as a fully formed adult, I can appreciate coleslaw. I can appreciate all the cold salad type dishes i don't know why they call them salad either because they're definitely not healthy it's a lot of mayonnaise <laughs> no no not at all uh, not healthy at all uh, but with it being memorial day weekend with us having a cookout today i know my family is getting together with my my wife's family tomorrow we're having another cookout uh, yeah a lot of people are going to be cooking out this week so I only thought it would be fitting, and uh, and you agreed that we talk about our top five cookout foods today. So that's going to be the main topic for today. I don't know if we're ready to jump into it quite yet, but it seems like a good are. opportunity to segue. So yeah, if you're I, ready, I'm ready, and uh, we can go ahead and we can jump into it, man. Let's go ahead with the main menu. Let's do it. I'll have the uh, turkey club without the bacon. Uh, I'll have the bacon club without the turkey. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. My boy's wicked smart. Okay, Brad, before we get into the cookout, I do want to express a little bit of frustration. It, not frustration, that's the wrong word. But we were supposed to record last week, and we were we had a topic that I was so mm-hmm. passionate about that I love so much. And it yeah. was gonna. We were gonna kind of switch it up, and we were gonna do our rankings five through ten, or I guess it would be six through ten, um, a breakfast food. But uh, we we both, you know, had things that conflicted. We weren't able to do it. So I don't know. I I am feeling you're right. This is the perfect weekend to talk out talk about cookout food, but. I still feel like in the future we need to revisit breakfast food because it's such, I mean, and, and really the, the feedback we got on social media, I mean, people love their breakfast and there was a lot of people that were upset that we didn't have pancakes, waffles, you know, there was no biscuits. There was, I mean, there's a lot of breakfast food that we didn't really even cover that I feel like, you know, needs to be talked about. You know, I, my dad was, 
upset's the wrong word, but he was like, Jake, you worked at a breakfast. And he's right. He's like, you work at a <laughs> breakfast restaurant um, through college. And it was at the Hyatt. It was a breakfast buffet. And they had the best like made to order omelets. They had smoked salmon. They had, they had it all on that. I mean, it was one of the best breakfast buffets you're ever going to go. And I didn't even talk about it. So I feel like there's a lot to still explore breakfast wise, but I don't know why I'm hijacking the conversation and taking it that way. Let's talk about cookout food. (laughs) Well, Jake, I promise we can have another conversation about breakfast foods in the near future, but Yes, for this weekend, it's only fitting that we talk about cookout foods. Um, so let's just jump into it, Jake. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw out my number five. And, you know, I I tend to get a little bit of hate from my lists every week. And uh, I'm sure that this week will be no, no exception. But whenever you think of classic cookout foods, or at least American classic cookout foods, and that might be, that might be my problem. I might be limiting my, my, my mind here to just American cookout cookout foods but that's where my list kind of fell but uh, my number five is going to be a a two for its hot dogs and and brats i'm going to go ahead and put them both there on the same line i know that they're different and you can tell me in the comments and on instagram that they're different and explain all the reasons i i understand it's different but i'm lumping them together for the sake of this podcast hot dog slash brats that's my number five yeah i i'm i'm on your side on this one i'm because they're on my list as well and I, I too will just lump those together. I mean, you can have a really terrible brat, you can have a really terrible hot dog, and you can also have a really delicious hot dog and a really great brat. So, I mean, it's I think a lot of it's just the quality of what you're cooking. But I'm also a sucker for either a hot dog or a brat, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. But I love them at a cookout. But my favorite place to get one. Do you know where I'm going to go with this? I do not. Oh, golf course. Golf course. You got golf. it. Oh, yes. man. There's nothing better than making the turn, going yep. inside and grabbing a hot dog to refuel for the back nine. Yeah. It's, 100%. It's, yeah, it's a perfect – it's a perfect. It's like a match made in heaven. But uh, I, I wonder if it's really the, the Gatorade that complements the hot dog because that's always my go-to turn – Snack is I get a Gatorade, grape Gatorade for all the uh, people wanting to know. Grape Gatorade and a hot dog at the turn. There's nothing better if you want to shoot a 58 on the back nine than uh, just get yourself a grape Gatorade and a, and a hot dog, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I'm probably more of a Diet Coke. Uh, the Gatorades at the golf course are always way overpriced. You're gonna spend three bucks for a Gatorade. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm too cheap. It's part of the experience. It's like when you go to a theme park, you just know you're going to pay more, but it's, it's part of it. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'm so cheap. I'll say I want a diet Coke light ice. I don't, don't, don't fill me up with ice. I'm not paying for the ice. I'm paying for the Coke. <laughs> I'm paying $50 for this round, but I'm not paying for a diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Um, <laughs> oh, you just gotta live a little, Jake. You gotta yeah. live a little. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I am gonna go my number five, and I've really kind of gone back and forth. I feel like I'm missing a side dish, but everything else was kind of like a main course, and I do feel like my list needs a side. And I think when I'm thinking sides for a cookout, there's two that come to mind, and that's baked beans and macaroni and cheese. Okay. 
and I love baked beans, but like, let's all be honest, like, like some really good, not just like craft mac and cheese, but like the good, like if you have like baked mac and cheese or something like that, and people put a little time into it, like mac and cheese is better than, than baked beans. And I love baked beans, oh, sure. but, but, uh, but I'm going to go for the sake of needing a side dish on my list. I'm going to go mac and cheese. Final answer. Number five. Now, when you're making mac and cheese during a, a cookout, my so I have this weird kind of quirk where I feel like any food for a cookout all has to be cooked outside. So even when I'm making a side dish like mac and cheese, oftentimes I'll make it on the little side burner on the uh, on the on the grill. So my grill's got the little the little side burner, and I just feel like it's not. I feel like it's almost cheating if you make it inside in the kitchen and bring it out for the cookout. You got to make it all outside. It's part of the experience. And I know that's just me. I'm on an island here. Yeah, but uh, if I'm making well, sides for a cookout, I, I make it on the grill along with everything else. Well, you're just bougie and have a really nice grill that has a <laughs> side burner because my grill doesn't. So Okay. I'm, well, I'm kinda, you're kind of stuck then. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> my, mine, mine's coming from indoors, coming outdoors. But really, like you, you make your potato salad on the grill. Well, no, I don't. I don't typically make potato salad for a cookout. You buy it at the store. I buy it at the store, <laughs> which is also cheating. But I also feel like there's different levels of cookouts, right? There's like a nice cookout where you're getting the whole family together and you're having like you know some really nice, high quality uh, you know food item. Like you want it to be an experience to celebrate a holiday or something like that. And then there's a cookout like we had today where it's, we're going to be out at the park, we're going to be outside, like maybe we're we're swimming at the in-laws house and we're just cooking something up to eat, but we're not making, like the food is not the the main uh, feature that we're basing the whole day around. It's the other activities. So it it just depends on the the type of cookout that you're having, how much effort you're going to put into those side dishes. I agree. I agree with that. And really we're leaving off, because we've talked already about what our lists are, we really haven't talked desserts, you know, like a cookout dessert is that you make your desserts on the grill too. No, no, I guess I'm a hypocrite overall. Um, (laughs) You make your potato (laughs) chips on the grill. (laughs) Of course, Jake. Yeah. I mean, everybody does that. Um, No, no, I, uh, it's really just the, I guess it's just the Mac and cheese or the baked beans that I would make on the grill. Um, Or, you know, you're grilling up the corn um, now the corn makes sense. Yeah. No, the corn yeah. needs to be on the grill with everything else, but really there's not a, like, unless there's not a whole lot of, Oh, mushrooms. People, uh, if they want to get yeah. a nice big portobello mushroom sure. on the grill. Yeah. I mean, so what's your number four? My number four, Jake is probably the food on my list. That's the easiest to mess up. And that's going to be kebabs. So kebabs, if they're done right, are fantastic. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't take much to really over dry that chicken if you're doing a chicken kebab or the lamb if you're doing a lamb kebab, whatever kind of kebab you're doing. Getting that meat and the vegetables perfect is is a challenge. So if it's done well, kebabs are fantastic. Um, if it's not done well, it can be a bit of a disappointment. But for me, it's like that. I always put like pineapple and uh, and some peppers on there and just that combination. 
uh, is is fantastic. So kebabs are, are pretty high up on my list. Okay, so I, I gotta be I gotta be totally honest with you, Brad. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never made kebabs. I really? mean, I've eaten kebabs. Don't don't get me wrong. Sure. But as far as actually making them on the grill, never mm-hmm. done it. So you gotta try it, man. You gotta try it. It's the. It seems to be the key is in the marinade. If you're doing like a chicken, um, you just again you gotta make sure that everything cooks through without without over drying, without overcooking. It's it's a challenge. It's it's really tough to get it right. Uh, and I get it wrong more often than I get it right. So, uh, but yeah, you should really give it a shot. Uh, I think this is uh, the year 2020. This is the year of the kebab, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to give it a shot. So let, let me ask you this, Brad. If you had to guess, is the kebab a U.S. type food, or is it from another country? Well, so it's, it's typically Mediterranean and uh, uh, origination. So um, which, which yeah. Mediterranean country would you guess? Uh, I would guess uh, it probably originated in Greece, but I'm not, not quite certain. Uh, it's, it's like a, a Greek. Uh, am I right or am I wrong? I don't know. So someone else can fact check me, but if I had to guess, I'd say Turkey. I, th- I think it's, I think it's a yeah, Turkish. Maybe. I think it's a Turkish thing, which Turkish food can be very similar to uh, Greek food in some ways. But, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's from Turkey is where it originated. But, um, but yeah, I, I do love, I mean, there's just something about the peppers and the onions and the meat, the marinade, and then, uh, the pineapple. I don't know if I've had pineapple on my kebab. That's, that sounds nice. It seems like the sweet would balance out kind of the peppers and, and the meat. So, I'm uh I think next time we have a cookout, Brad, uh you're in charge of the kebabs. All right. I'll do it, man. I'll do it. I can't promise it'll be good, but uh but I'm down. You gotta try it. So yeah, give, the old uh, college, next on your list? give it the old college try. Um That's right. so I'm gonna go with uh hot dogs and brats uh as as the combo. I feel like that's a staple. I mean, we're, we're having people over at our house tomorrow for a cookout. And I feel like, um, you know, brats and, and dogs are, are definitely always a, a hit, you know? And I really feel like it's a pretty 50, 50 balance between the people that go for the hot dogs or the brats and the people that go for the burgers. And since I'm North of 200, usually, usually, I go for one of each, you know, I'm, I'm going a hot dog and a burger. So, um, so yeah, I think, uh, hot dogs, brats, I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but, uh, definitely my, my go-to cookout food. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jake, I, I did do, a, okay, yeah. I, I did do a little bit of fact checking, um, okay. and kebabs, uh, did, uh, originate there. They're a Turkish food, so you are correct. Okay, uh, but actually originated by a Turkish-born German restauranteer hmm. who invented it in West Berlin. Uh, but it is a uh, a Turkish uh, staple, so you are correct on okay. that. Um, all right, so Jake, my number three is going to be uh, it's going to be burgers. I don't think there's a whole lot that needs to be said about burgers. We've had. Oh. On the contrary, my friend. Oh, okay. Okay. 
there, there's two distinct things. Well, really three. There's how you season the burger. There's the pinkness in the middle. Like what, you know, how, how done do you want them? And then I think there's also a conversation to be had about the cheese that you prefer on your burger. Like it's, it's not just a slab of hamburger on, on the grill. I mean, how do you season it? How well do you want it done? And then also what type of cheese do you want? So how about you rattle off those three things in order and let me know what you think. Happy to do that. So I'm going to start with the seasoning because I feel like that's the most important part. And the way I usually season a burger is a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and uh, usually like an onion powder uh, or a uh, a garlic powder. So usually I I guess garlic more than onion. uh, But if if I'm out of garlic powder, I'll do some onion powder. Um, So usually a garlic powder, salt, and pepper. Um, and then I will, a lot of times I'll drizzle just a tiny little bit of olive oil on it as well. So you cook that up and then one of the keys is you got to season the bun too. So salt, pepper, the bun, a little bit of drizzle of olive oil, put the bun on the grill, let the bun get toasted. Uh, you're going to cook that burger to, I usually go, uh, medium well. Um, it seems to be, you know, usually when you're cooking burgers, everyone's got a different preference. If you go medium well, it's going to be safe for almost everybody. Uh, you know, kids, you got to usually go well done, but I'll usually go medium well. And then, uh, from there, uh, I think I answered all of your questions. Cheese. Anything else I missed? Cheese. Pepper Jack cheese is my go-to. Uh, I'll also use Swiss or, uh, really a lot of times I'll just use American. Right. No, I, American, when it comes to probably my favorite, I mean, I love good cheese. Don't get me wrong. I love like today on our bison burger, you had pepper jack. I did Gouda, but most of my like favorite cheeseburger restaurants are the ones that just go with the classic American cheese, like yeah. five guys shake shack. It's just a classic American. And there's just something it's like American cheese melts so well. Right. And like, it's just, I mean, it's the perfect cheese for a burger. I don't think American cheese is my favorite cheese, but yeah, it's probably my favorite cheese on a burger, even though a lot of times I'll still go Gouda or cheddar or pepper Jack or something to kind of switch it up. But really in my heart, number one is probably American, but, uh, but yeah, I'm with you on the seasoning. That's usually I keep it kind of simple. Uh, mm-hmm. I go for a, a, a fattier, uh, kind of blend of meat. Uh, and as we've talked about in the past, like it's always better if you can kind of um, grind your own. Um, sure. But yeah, salt, pepper, and garlic powder are basically my my staples. And if I get fancy, I'll do something else. But, um, but th- those three are usually my go-to. And then, um, yeah, I, see, here's nothing kills basically a cookout is when you get the guy on the grill – and mm-hmm. he just he just chars everything. You know uh, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's just like you're eating this dry piece of meat. It's like, man, you know, I I understand that. Like you said, everybody likes different you know levels and temperatures of their meat, but mm-hmm. like no one wants like a dried out burger. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's got to have a little flavor. So, um, so yeah, that's I, I'm more of probably a medium guy with my burgers now. Steak. Okay. I'm going to go medium rare, but, uh, okay. 
but yeah, as far as burgers, I think that it, it needs to have a little pinkness in the middle. But um, but yeah, I definitely you know if it's too rare in the middle, it, it's that's also not a n- not something that I enjoy in a burger. Yeah, I think for me and beef in general. So you know, if I'm ordering a steak, I usually order it medium. Uh, if I'm ordering a burger, I'll usually order it medium well. I I think it's I'm never disappointed if it comes in a little uh, more done than the way I ordered it, but you're always disappointed when it comes in a little bit more rare than how you ordered it. So. Not on a steak. Uh, I mean, well, it, that also depends on the cut of steak, too, right? Like, if you're getting a filet mignon, obviously you don't want a medium well, uh, but, uh, you know, if you're eating a, I don't know, a New York strip, um, then you're not going to be as bummed out if it's medium well. If you order medium, you're no, not going to be I'd as always bummed out. Be bummed out. Well, or no. than if it came back medium rare. No, I want it. I, that's just me. Okay, that's you. I, that's me. But you so, put it on everybody else. You said here, everyone I, I, else I, is like I, this. Everyone else other than you probably no. thinks that way. Maybe not. I don't know. No, I, I think. If, if you don't get attacked for you liking your steaks medium well, then I've lost whole I, I all said faith. I like my steaks medium. Okay, even I medium. I order my steaks medium, but what I'm – even meat, okay, like that's a bizarre thing. To, it to is. Want to a steak, no, it is not. you go medium rare every time or rare. You, that, that's, that's how you – it needs to have pink in the middle. If, if, if you've taken sure. all the, yeah, the redness, the barely – I barely, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? You're we'll wrong. see. You're definitely wrong. <laughs> okay, no. Now, now I got to put this out on. I, I need to know how people eat their steaks. And, okay. and I, w- I would be shocked if if medium's the middle, I guarantee that there's more people that eat it, eat it redder than medium than people that eat it like drier than medium. You know, if, if there's think, a spectrum, what I think though, I think you need to post this survey on Instagram right now before this episode even comes out. And I want to see people's true responses. I don't want them to have the okay. opportunity to listen to your argument and my argument. Okay. And then that's who they like better. I'm doing I it right now. To go out now and we can uh, recap the results. Okay. So then then let's real quick let's hash it out what are we both saying you're gonna take it that more people like it under medium or no No. over medium and i'm gonna say more people like it under medium i'm gonna say more people like it medium and you're saying more people like it medium rare no no what i'm saying is because you were saying that okay fine medium to medium well fine fine i'll say over medium you you take the under that's fine. Okay. All because but, you were, I guess why I'm saying this is because you were saying that more people are going to be, or every, you actually said everybody, uh, your hyperbole caught you. And you were, you were saying everybody <laughs> would be happier if it was, if it came out more cooked than undercooked of what they ordered. I said they would be less disappointed if it came out a little bit more cooked than how it was ordered than if it came out undercooked from what they ordered. Okay. No, I, I, I think less people send a steak back 
because they ordered medium and it's maybe somewhere between medium and medium well, then they send back a steak and they order medium and it's medium rare. If it, I'm just going to start calling you Karen because I could see you getting your steak a little pink and you're like, oh, let me talk to the manager. Can, can you get your manager, please? Yeah, you're, you're basically a Karen in my book. No, middle no, age. Not me at all. no, I'm the guy that just eats the whole thing so that I don't have to have a conflict. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely that. They, they could give me steak tartare and I'd be like, well, I guess I got to eat it. <laughs> I've always wanted to try this. <laughs> so, so. All right. What's your number three? <laughs> number three. I'm going ribs. Barbecue okay. ribs. I mean, pork ribs specifically. But like when you have a good set of ribs on the grill, I mean, like, is there much, I mean, obviously there's two things better, but, uh, but there's not a whole lot of things better than, than ribs on a grill. So I'm going, you know, and for the sake of the conversation, I I would argue that ribs on a smoker are better than ribs on a grill. Okay. Ribs are great. However you cook them, but I do want to put this out there that like we're talking backyard barbecue and not so much like professional barbecue. That's got a smoker and it's got, you know, all the tools. And so like brisket would probably almost be my number one when you're talking barbecue, but when you're talking backyard barbecue specifically, I, I never made brisket on like my grill at home. You know, I've never, Yeah, yeah. We're talking like Weber's and lower. Maybe, maybe big green egg if you want to push the envelope. But yeah, we're not talking smokers. We're not talking all that stuff. Would you ever invest in a Traeger? For sure. Yeah, I uh, I see them all the time. Well, I used to see them all the time at Bulldog Liquidators, and uh, it's crossed my mind several times. I I would like to have one someday. Okay. Well, if you get one and, and you really swear by it, then I'll probably, I'll probably take the plunge. But I want you to be the guinea pig. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, so, what's your number two, Brad? My number two is going to be steaks on the grill. Uh, full disclosure: I think a steak is much better when prepared, like pan seared, um, or on a on a griddle. Um, but Look, steak is delicious, and I'm not going to complain. And I even like steak sandwiches, which is barely steak. Um, so steaks on the grill, that's number two for me. Uh, any way you want to cook it, uh, like like I said, if you want to if you want to cook up a you know a, a, a ribeye something like that on the grill, I'm down. If you want to cook up some steak sandwiches, I'm down. Um, yeah, steak is great. However, you want to cook it. So number two. S- so oftentimes you and I kind of talk about things we see on TikTok, but lately I've been seeing a lot of people with backyard griddles, like, you know, like a flat type type um, yeah. setup where, where they're making breakfast food on the griddle. You know, you see them do like hibachi on the griddle, you, you know, or that they're doing steaks or really obviously that's how a lot of restaurants cook is on a flat top. So like you need burgers, brats, everything on the flat top. But, uh, but I guess there's grills out there now that have like half flat top, half grill. So, uh, I really think, you know, people are, people are kind of switching up the game. I mean, it's not just, you know, one way of regulate temperature on a griddle. Right. I mean, that's, 
and also, you know, you can't make a smash burger on a on a grill typically. Um, so yeah, there there are a lot of pros to having a, a griddle or a flat top. I'm really thinking about getting one, man. They, they, it, it looks because I I could go out there whip up some like omelets or, or eggs in the morning out out on the deck man that sounds kind of nice so yeah you got I that new deck set up you got to get out there and take advantage of it man yeah i'm, th- I'm thinking about trading in the grill for a uh because because right now i'm i'm not a purist like grilling has never been i guess a passion of mine like i enjoy it i like it i don't mind doing it but it's not something like i'm always out grilling so i mean i just have like one of those infrared like propane gas grills and you know if you know if i really loved it i'd be using a traeger i'd be using a great green egg like you said or something you know that takes a lot of like perfecting and it's just like i don't have time for that i'm just gonna do a propane grill and it fires right up every time and you know, I can get it really hot and cook my food if I need to. So, um, where, where do you fall on it? You think you could ever be the guy that's got a green egg and that just, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, so here's the thing. I love grilling out. I don't do it near enough. Um, but I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I've already grilled out at our house probably, probably four or five times so far this year. And it's only, end of may <laughs> so uh yeah I, i'm a big fan of if, if i'm gonna cook uh i i prefer to just do it on the grill cleanup's easy it's uh you know you're sitting outside playing some music sun shining uh, I, I just love to be outside man so i'm i'm 100 bought in if i had uh, if I had the the time and resources, I would definitely invest in a green egg or a, a nice smoke or something like that. I, I could see myself making a day of making a meal. Yeah, I mean, there's – I don't know. I just prefer – I think I prefer cooking in a kitchen, honestly. But I, I do – I like the outside aspect of the grill. And I've never had a great outdoor space until this new deck that we just put in. But maybe that's part of it. Like I think that'll be a game changer for you. you I really space. Yeah, you get the you get some people over. You get the family all sitting outside, hanging out, and uh, I just feel like the the social aspect of grilling out is is fantastic. Um, And for me too, like a lot of times when I'm grilling out, it's over at my in laws' house where they've got you know a nice outdoor area, pool, things like that. So the kids are swimming, we're grilling, we're having a good time. So, uh, yeah, I just, I associate grilling out with having a good time, I guess. No, I'm, I'm with you. I I don't know if it's ever going to be like my passion. Um, but I, I do enjoy it. So it's like, I'm somewhere in the middle of, of probably where you are, where you love it. And I, I like it. I'll do it. And maybe, like I said, maybe this deck, new deck is a game changer. Maybe it's something I, I see myself doing a lot more, but, uh, but let me ask you this. Have you ever grilled a frozen pizza no i have you not should try that I, yeah <laughs> yeah it's I, really uh, good it makes it super crispy do you just grill it on your propane tank or are you doing it in an egg because i know you can you can bake in an egg uh no, but i mean no. my I've, I've got a 
you know, my grill is, I don't know, like a charbroil. Like you're not going to be able to regulate the temperature enough to get an even cook on anything like that. No, you can. Like the, I think it's even Jax who like promotes like grilling a pizza. Like you should throw it on a grill sometime. Like it, it actually is surprisingly good. Like it. Do I need it, like a pizza stone for that? Or? No, no, you just put it right there on the grill. All right, I'm gonna have to look into this. Okay, yeah, Google it. Like it's it's definitely a thing, and um, it's not something like I I haven't done it in years. But uh, but you know I saw something maybe on like the package of one of those frozen pizzas. Like try it on the grill, and I'm like, well, okay, I will. And so <laughs> <laughs> sure, what do I have to lose? Well, well, all right, three dollars. You know, <laughs> <so>. the worst. <laughs> it's a three dollar pizza. I'm not I'm not really worried about like losing it. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You should try it. I, 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 I think, it, I, I think I've be, got a frozen pizza in the freezer. I might do it tomorrow. Maybe that'll be, be our lunch. There you go. You might be pleasantly surprised. But uh, number two for me is I'm going burgers. I think uh, okay. it's it's the go to. It's the classic. You know, you can't. Well, you can't go wrong if you overcook them. Um, but yeah, it's just. When you're thinking of grilling out, like I said, you're thinking burgers and brats. Now, if you get steaks or you get kebabs or you get ribs or you get something a little different, you know, that's a bonus. But, you know, any cookout, there's going to be burgers and brats. And of the two, I prefer a burger over a brat. So number two for me. Yeah, and uh, I know you you hit on it a little bit, but when you're grilling a burger, you said you go typically like medium on the burger. Well, okay, for myself, yes, but okay. when I'm cooking for like if just if I'm popping out burgers onto a tray, you know, I'll I'll do probably medium. Yeah, it's it's like if if you looked at our kids burgers I feel like today. You were about to say medium well, but then you remembered our no. Instagram. No. Okay. Did you did you see the the level of pinkness that your son's burger that my kids burger <laughs> I did. was? I was surprised he ate it, but I didn't want to say anything to him. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty pink, but also we were having some issues with the the charcoal being too hot. So, um. I, I assumed that that was a, uh, you know, trying to keep it from charring too much on the outside. Um, so pulling it off the grill to, to, to save it. But I, I, Hey, I might be wrong. Maybe that's your go-to strategy. You're, where do you think your bison burger was today? It was medium, medium, probably medium. Well, actually. Yeah. It probably was. It seemed like the bison yeah. cooked a little differently than the beef, but maybe the coals had just had a chance to get hotter uh, or more regulated by the time we got the because we cooked the bison after we cooked the uh, the beef. So so who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a great like grill master by any means. So it's it's kind of hard for me to know exactly when the right time to pull it off at which stage it is. So I don't know. I, I think, I think I'm somewhere between medium and medium. Well, um, yeah. And, and that's, that's usually the, where I try to get. And if so, someone gets a really pink burger, 
well, hey, bring it back. I'll throw it back on here. So, um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's usually where nice. I fall. All right. Well, Jake, my number one is uh, it's going to be pork chops. Um, so I remember when I was a kid, one of my, my fond memories I have of my grandpa is I would come back from my little league games. They lived like two blocks away from the, the little league fields, come back from the little league games or practice, head over to their house. And my grandpa remember a, a handful of occasions, he'd be out grilling some pork shoulder uh, or pork chops, which whatever he got his hands on that week on the grill. And uh, man, you render down that fat right, you get a nice little char on the outside, a little bit of crispiness, nice and tender on the inside, a little juicy. Uh, a pork chop on the grill is, is in my opinion, the best way to cook a pork chop. So uh, wrong. That's my number one. The best way to eat a pork chop is breaded. A breaded pork okay. chop. <laughs> breaded and fried. Is that yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that's great, but you know, just I, I I know it's great. You get a little applesauce, you dip that thing in some applesauce, man, you're living. Now, here's a question I have for our listeners: How many of our listeners eat their pork chops uh, at medium or medium well or medium rare? I don't think any. I think that's like dangerous. I think like most most of the time, people don't want their pork their pork to be like medium rare. I'm rare. so glad you said that because I also I grew up just assuming that it was like chicken. You always eat it fully done, right? You always eat it well done. And I was at this uh, this restaurant in Boston on a work trip, and I decided to order the pork chop. I hadn't had a good pork chop in a while, and they asked me if I wanted that, you know, medium or medium well. And I was so like surprised. I didn't know that that was a thing. But evidently, that's a thing. People order pork chops, medium, medium well. And I'm curious to know what psychopaths out there are eating medium pork chops because that just does not seem right to me. Well, I think it's, it for me anyway, it's probably, I, th- I think it's just years and years of the belief of like, if there's any pink in your pork, you're going to get salmonella and die. And right. so I, I just always have avoided it, but not because i think it tastes bad like i've definitely taken a bite into like an undercooked pork product and i'm always like in the back of my head like oh crap but um yeah but evidently it's super popular people order it that way intentionally and i yeah did but not it doesn't taste bad until i was 30 years old no i it tastes like i ordered it medium well because i felt embarrassed to order it well done and i ate it and it was great but I honestly did not know that people ordered pork chops anything below well done. I didn't know that that was a thing. And that's my own ignorance probably. Yeah, but mine too. Growing I'm up there with you. in a pork state, like we live in a pork a pork state, and I had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah. Well, now now I'm anxious to try it. Like I'll if if I can have pork tartare, you know, bring it on. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm just going to bring you over some raw bacon to chow down on. <laughs> probably be fine. I, I think, I think all this is probably something's carried on from like the fifties when like they didn't have all these hormones and everything that preserved food long. And it was probably a little more dangerous. And now 2020, I'm sure 
you could you can consume some raw pork and be fine. Sure. There know. was a trend going around for a little while. People were eating um, like raw chicken, uh, and uh, I, doesn't seem like that trend ever grew legs. Uh, that was a couple of years ago. I started hearing about that. Was quickly, that like an, was that an internet challenge? <laughs> it, it, it was on the internet, but I don't think it was a challenge. It was just like people were making chicken sushi. And it's like, oh, okay. But uh, I, I don't see anybody doing that anymore. I don't think the uh, people who were experimenting with that survived. So uh, I think they're uh, fine. Make sure, make sure your chicken is well done. Yeah, so number one for me, I'm going to go chalk, going, going steaks. Okay. I, I, I don't know what – you. Know, I'm the type of person, like you, I prefer it in like a cast iron skillet, sear mm-hmm. it really good, throw it in the oven for, you know, three minutes, six minutes, somewhere in there, and then get it to a nice – you know, medium rare, and and it's got that crispiness of the char. I think the the cast iron skillet is the best way to prepare a steak. And then, really, the best way is having a restaurant that knows what they're doing, and has really good cuts of meat. And you go to like a really nice steak, you know, steak place, get a really nice steak. That's that's the be- like. Let's be honest. I don't think I've ever had a homemade steak. No matter how good it is, like like a couple weekends ago when we were down in Kentucky for, uh, you know, down we were hiking. It was my dad's birthday. We talked about it previously, but uh, mm-hmm. but we got him a uh, a wagyu steak and okay. he shared he shared a little and it was great. You know, yeah. we made it on the grill. It was great, but like if you go to that, if you get that same cut of meat. And you get it at a Wagyu steak at like, like a steak place that specializes in steak. Like it's going to be better than what you can do at home. I had at Anthony's chop house that was phenomenal. Yeah. Right. It's going to be better than what you get at home. So I I don't know. Sure. And and I, I could be wrong, but like the best steaks I've ever had in my life always come from a restaurant. Now, not that I haven't had good steaks at, you know, at a cookout or at somewhere at somebody's house, but it just seems like, I don't know the restaurants just know what they're doing. I think they have access to the better cuts of meat. I mean, you're paying yeah, so professional chefs as well versus, right. you know, you or I making a steak, which and, uh, and there's an ambiance. You know what I mean? Like the ambiance, like, you know, when you're at like oh, a real, sure. yeah. you know, you're at a Ruth Chris or San Elmo's or a steak place of that caliber, you know, it's that whole experience. I think that, you know, maybe I have had a steak that's just as good at home, but since you're at the restaurant, you're at the place, it's just like, it seems, it just seems better. And I don't know, but that leads, I, I say all that to basically say grilling <laughs> a steak is my favorite of the barbecue food, but the backyard barbecue food, but it's still like my third favorite way of actually having a steak after a restaurant, after a cast iron, then on the grill. But I mean, let's just be honest. Steak is so delicious that on a grill, it's, it's going to be great as well. For sure. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Now, do you like steak sandwiches? Like with like a steak sandwich? Like with the really thin steak meat, or are you talking yeah. about like 
like actually making no, like the really meat. thin steak meat that you get at like a fair or something like that uh yeah yeah i've had steak sandwiches like like what you get on like a philly cheesesteak basically is what you're talking about yeah exactly yeah 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 they're, they're deli- it's steak it's delicious but yeah i mean if i've also had like really nice steak that's like you know like a thick not the thin stuff but like a thick piece and you add it to the uh now down at that same cook it was basically a cookout but my brother at like i think costco uh got some uh instead of choice he got prime um Mm -hmm. like ribeye prime and it was so tender like because we were at someone else's cabin they didn't have steak knives but we were cutting it with a butter knife it was just nice yeah it was nice but uh but oh i also have to give sam a shout out because he came over so this is a little bit of trash talking but also a shout out he hit me (laughs) up on like a random tuesday night at like eight o'clock and said hey i want to come over and hoop because we got a we got a driveway basketball goal i'm like man i'm getting my kids to bed it's eight o'clock at night it just rained like no not tonight but if you want to come over tomorrow, you're welcome to come over and I'll, and I'll, I'll beat you. It's fine. So he can, he comes over the next day on Wednesday and we play in the driveway. The first game, I go make it, take it because as you know, yeah. in, pick, in, in driveway basketball, first, first person to scores gets to choose the style of the game. So okay, Sam was wanting to go more of a, more of a traditional back and forth, but I scored first. So I said, make it, take it. I rattle off. Like it's like 11 to one. Like it's, it, it's embarrassingly bad. He now with the make it, take it, he gets hot and, and he gets back and it's, it's a closer game, but, uh, but I end up beating him first game. So it's like, okay, best two out of three beat him the second game. So now it's best three out of five beat him the third game. And I'm like, Sam, we're retiring you. You're done. Let's just call it a night. Yeah, you know, I've already beat you three times. You never scored above ten points. Let's just let's just call it a day. So, mm-hmm. so then he was gracious enough. He had cured out some homemade pastrami, mm-hmm. and he he uh, he came inside and he he made me. Uh, he went to Shapiro's and bought the rye bread and the Swiss cheese and the uh, the Russian dressing. And, and he made me a delicious, delicious, got to give him a shout out for making a, a delicious Reuben that night after I beat him so nice. bad. I thought he would just, I thought he'd just go home, but he came in. <laughs> Couldn't run him off, huh? <laughs> nope. He, he made me a, he made me a Reuben sandwich that was, I mean, the, the pastrami he made was, I mean, killer. It was so good. But, um, but yeah, then, then we watched some Onward. And uh, we just made a night of it. So, uh, so yes, he got beat, but he redeemed himself by making me a delicious sandwich. So, got to give him a shout out for that. Yeah, that was the uh, longest workaround uh, of a backhanded compliment that, that I think we've done <laughs> on the podcast so far. So, congratulations on that. Uh, congratulations, Sam, on the excellent Ruben. Uh, we all know Jake cheats when he plays uh, driveway basketball, so no surprise that, that he won there. Uh, so I've never been but- defeated in my driveway, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yep. Brad Ball comes over and I stomp him. Sam comes yep. over and I stomp him. So if anybody 
any of our listeners that oh, live in the Indy area, oh, yeah, okay. come, come to my driveway. I will DM you my address any day, any time, any weather. You come over, you beat me in my driveway, I'll give you 20 bucks. Right. Wow. 20, a $20 bill in your hand. If you can, if you can beat me to 15 in my driveway. Now there is a little bit of a slant in the driveway. So you got to be a little careful. It's uh, there's a little, I mean, yeah. it's, it gives so me like a little bit of a six if you're up by the house. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then it's like, it's like 12 feet if you're down at the bottom, but <laughs> so it does give me a little home court advantage, but I'm, it's an open invitation. If you come to my house and you beat me in a game of basketball to the, to 15, there's a $20 bill waiting for you. There's a Jackson. Okay. All right. Perfect. I am going to promote this hard and heavy. Um, and make sure that someone actually takes you up on this challenge. I'll, I'll reach out to, uh, you know, some people I know that are six, five, six, six, and, uh, okay. and it's just going to be no contest. So please. <laughs> of the two of us on this podcast, Brad, remember who is the Indiana all-star. Have you been posterized yet in your driveway? Cause we can make that happen. <laughs> I've never been posterized in my life. In my uh, life. No one well, has ever dunked on me. We have a, a verbal recording of this wager that you've put out. Uh, your wagers that you made with me today did not go well. So hopefully we have someone take you up on this challenge and uh, can continue yeah. your losing streak of bets. So I owe you $6. I'll, I'll Venmo you. <laughs> the thing that you guys should know about Jake, if you don't already, is he is insanely competitive and one of my favorite things to do with him is just to, to push that competitive nature of his just a little bit. Uh, so we were out today hiking, and, and at the creek, he was skipping some rocks, and I made him a bet, bet him $3 that he couldn't get five skips out of a rock. And wouldn't you know if he refused to leave the creek until he got five skips out of a rock. So, What was my uh, record today? What was my uh, record it was like today, eight or nine. It was a, yeah. that last me through was pretty good. So after you had an, uh, you know, about a half an hour warm up, you really got that last one. Come on. It, it wasn't, <laughs> if that would have been just a, like a, a simple, okay. First of all, the rocks in that Creek bed were not very good. Second of all, <laughs> it's, I mean, there's too much of a flow. So it yeah. was like yeah, sure. when it was skipping, I was trying to do it kind of straight on, but there was a flow. So it was, yeah, it was counteracting. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a current that was counteracting the rotation of my flat stone and it was knocking it on its side and I wasn't getting good yeah. skips. So mm -hmm. um, if it would have been a smooth pond and I had good stones, man, I, I can get up in like the 12 range. So, um, so you were I lucky today but you uh, only gave me three tries and so I gave you three tries yeah so and so and i lost I my first three dollars and so. then you said if i could throw a rock across which actually was harder than the skipping the stones uh not getting the rock across the creek but hitting kind of a small area really when you think about it um, but there was a, there was a down tree on the other side of the, of the Creek that he said, if I could hit that, then, so we basically double or nothing. And, um, I, I did not hit it. I got really close. You have to admit that, but, um, close, which is fine. Um, that's, that was great. I, I loved that. So, um, yeah, if, if anyone wants to make some money, 
Um, just make a bet with Jake. He's too competitive to say no. So uh, make a bet that you know that you'll win or that he has really low odds in, and there's a good chance okay. he'll win some money. By the way, I did win $7 off of my uh, – bet today on Ooh, i need to Tyson check that Payton. so uh i, I hedged my bets today. so there was so i, I hedged my bets so there's no way i was going to lose today um okay so this is another <laughs> open challenge to any of our listeners that, that live in the indianapolis area i oh i won 30 bucks today on that match so wow, nice good so you should have no problem paying me my six dollars I will, I will Venmo you, my friend. A sluice always pays his bets. So, but here's an open invitation to really, if someone out there is listening to this and you live in the Indy area, like challenge me to golf, tennis, any, any sort of darts, lawn darts. I don't care. I will come to your house. You can come to my house, wiffle ball, ball, cornhole. Give me a challenge. And and I'll 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 compete with you. So so I'm gonna say something, Brad, that okay. really should not be said in the same sentence. All right. And then after this we're gonna wrap up because we are about an hour in. So Oh, okay. Okay. So, so last thing ahead. I'll say. So we were watching so I've been I finished the last dance. Great documentary. Uh-huh. Most watched documentary of all time. Mm-hmm. But my the thing I took away from it is Michael Jordan was so hyper competitive that For it sure. was like he was he was betting security guards like they they were playing this game where they were throwing a quarter basically to see who could get it the closest to the wall without hitting the wall and like he'd bet these security guards 20 bucks and he's a multimillionaire and he his favorite thing was taking other people's money and beating them at whatever they wanted to do cards sure. golf pool quarters against the wall he was just so competitive and like in no way am I saying I am like Michael Jordan in any way, except Outside the fact of the I, I can relate to that. Like that, comp- like if we're playing monopoly, if we're playing a board, it doesn't matter. I want to win. Like it's just, yeah. it's just in me. I, I, I want to compete and I want to beat whoever I'm competing against. So anyway, I feel like we need to start a, uh, like a, a Twitch or like, a. Uh, some some type of, of streaming where we can start streaming you competing with listeners and just random people and oh, all these great. different challenges. Um, I, I think I think that makes some good content. But yeah, I'm just not good at video games, so it really can't be video games. That's actually it doesn't be like have to be video games though. I mean, like people a- stream all kinds of stuff on there. So okay, but. but that's going to yeah. wrap it up for us this week. I hope that you all have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. I hope that you all have a great week up ahead. Um, and uh, if you do have feedback, uh, make sure to check out the poll that is live right now on Instagram at Uncredible underscore. Did you put it on there? You can send us. Yep, it's posted. You can send us all your feedback at UncrediblePod at gmail.com. And we will see you next week on the Uncredible Podcast.